Hello, hello, and welcome to the Lawyer Mom Podcast. I hope everybody had a great Memorial Day weekend. Um, I actually uh, didn't do much this weekend. Everybody was sick at home, but it's okay. <clears throat> so diving in today, this week, I would like to discuss something that a lot of us don't give much thought to. And that's the healing process and everything that you have to go through in order to heal. And I promise it's not going to take long. But it's more so that we can learn how to reflect. Some of the things that I have learned is that in order to heal, you need to first acknowledge that there's something that needs to be fixed. And that usually is a very hard thing to do when we live our day-to-day lives and we're constantly in motion and our brains are always occupied and preoccupied by different things. But when we realize that there's something that needs to be fixed, we can hopefully address the issue and pinpoint where we can start. In my own experiences, I realized that I didn't even know what was going on with me. So that was very difficult to pinpoint where to start because I didn't know that there was anything wrong. Um, like I mentioned before, I, I thought it was just all part of motherhood. I thought that motherhood had to do with all these horrible feelings and, you know, just misery and no happiness and all these things. You know, and, and, you know, when you're married and all these things that arise in a marriage and the dynamics involved in uh, parenting and the difference of cultures and, I mean, so many things that could happen in a relationship. Now you have to uh, weather the storm of, of parenthood. So when I finally realized what it was that needed fixing, I can start, I could start my healing process. So that was just the beginning. Um, It was a rude awakening for me when I started therapy. Therapy was very helpful for me. And uh, being able to talk to a third party, somebody outside of my life to give me a perspective on what things should be, what emotions should feel in certain situations. Um, That's a feedback that is very valuable when you're navigating through so many emotions that, you, you know, they're foreign to you. So once I pinpointed the depression and the anxiety and I realized that I had let myself go on the side and I prioritized everybody except myself, that's when I realized I had to prioritize myself in order to better help everybody else. You see, when you go uh, on an airplane... The first thing they tell you for security is they don't tell you to put 
the mask on the your kid or put the mask on when an emergency when the mask comes falls down from the airplane they don't tell you to you know put the mask on somebody else they say first breathe into the mask and then give the mask away because if you don't do that then you will be unable to help that person next to you you're supposed to share the mask in an event that there's not enough masks so in life it parallels that in life because if you don't help yourself and that mask is coming down and you're giving that mask it could be that mask can represent energy it can represent time it can represent money it could it, it could represent anything that you're giving and you're giving it to somebody else first it could be your relationship your partner it could be your family your parents any anybody you're giving that away first and then you're helping yourself but what if they take everything and there's nothing left for you and then you're left with nothing so you're not only unable to help them again you will suffer from that decision and another thing is that we are caught up in this whole uh selfless and selfish type of distinctions and being selfless is great and being selfish is great but the extremes are what's not okay so it's okay to be what we would consider selfish by taking care of ourselves but that's the guilt talking that's not necessarily selfish it's not selfish of you to take a shower it's not selfish of you to brush your teeth it's not selfish of you to do the bare minimum things in order to be very uh productive in your day or give yourself some love and show yourself some grace and happiness that is not selfish you don't have to be extremely uh uh giving in order to be guilt free and if you're going through that you need to know that at the end of the day there's no medal for you nobody's going to applaud you there won't be a crowd standing there saying you're you're won the mom of the year or the parent of the year award because you sacrificed all of these things no in fact nobody will even notice that you sacrificed those things in fact a lot of people will criticize you for maybe looking the way you do or letting yourself go that way or <clears throat> saying different things where it's not it's not condu- conducive to anything appropriate for your for your well-being so why why are you reacting that way you know that was that that was my train of thought to get out of it to understand that taking care of myself in the bare minimum in the necessities that we as humans need to do grooming ourselves um that is not supposed to be something that we should feel guilty about period we should feel happy and grateful that we get to do that and we should let others help us
Now, receiving help is not easy for everyone. There are some people who are blessed with the fact that they can ask for help. Uh, for me and my personal uh, reality, it, it, it was not easy at all for me to ask for help. I had to learn that I needed to ask for help because I was what they term uh, hyper-independent. And hyper-independence comes from uh, trauma. It's a trauma response. Uh, later in life, I learned that it was a trauma response. It comes from not, as a child, not being able to count on anyone. And when you cannot count on anyone as a child, you learn to grow up fast, what they call it. People like to say you grow up fast, but really you're not growing up fast. What you're doing is you're missing out on your childhood. And when you miss out on being a child, you turn into a mini adult by force. Uh, which isn't anything that should happen to a normal child. That's not growing up fast, and it's not a good trait. It's not something good that happens to a child. It's actually a representation of a trauma that happened to the child because their needs were not being met appropriately, and they needed to count on someone, and that someone, whoever it was, was not there for them for long periods of time. There was neglect. And, uh, you know, the child learns how to uh, handle it themselves because they need to count on themselves and they learn that they can only count on themselves. So for my whole life up until my late 30s, I was living this way, not asking for help, making my own choices, uh you know, not asking for advice, feeling weak. If, you know, you feel weak when you ask for help, it's like, oh, you're, you, you need someone, you can't do it yourself, what's wrong with you, you're weak, you know. And those are things that, that are trauma responses. So you, I had to become aware of that in order to change that behavior because I was only hurting myself not asking for help and in... In a real world, you always need to ask for help. There's no way that you can do absolutely everything by yourself. Uh, you always need help uh, from the most minimum thing. Uh, but ask for help. It's okay to ask for help. And it's okay to rely on somebody that you trust. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, other people are competent as you are. So there's there you know you need to release that that fear that drives you or that uh trauma response that you have that that they're not going to be there for you and that that you know that's a trust issue and you have to realize how to trust and now going into trust <laughs> there's um uh, the, the trust is like an onion you have to You have to peel layer after layer after layer, and it's just never ending because um, the way that I that I learned to trust was it took me years, uh, and you first have to start trusting yourself. And um, when you don't have high self esteem, and when you have issues related to confidence, um, 
of course, these things all take time. And in order to realize that you even experience these issues, you have to really do some deep diving in your past uh, from childhood, from experiences that marked you, that changed you. And you start realizing why you think and you process things the way that you do. And when it involves trust, it's a very tricky, slippery slope because we we need to be able to trust the people around us that when we're in, in, in a vulnerable, innocent state. And when that trust is broken for whatever reason, in any scenario, of course there's different degrees of breaking your trust, but when that trust is repeatedly broken over and over again, we learn very early on in life that there is no person we can trust, very simply put. So when we're going to be part of a relationship or when we're going to you know, uh, form a family or when we're going to have kids, how can we learn to trust ourselves? We need to learn how to do it. Because if we don't trust ourselves, then every decision is going to be a very tricky decision and it's going to be something that is going to confuse us. It's going to be something that will not go anywhere. So trust is important to trust yourself first. Once you start trusting yourself and your decisions and you say, you know what, I know how to make good decisions. I have made bad decisions, yes, but everybody makes bad decisions and that has taught me my lessons that I needed to learn without those bad experiences and the decisions that I made. I would have not learned what I know today and now I'm powerful because I know those things now. And then you move on and you are able to trust other people around you. Let's say a partner, you're not constantly on the phone. Oh, what are you doing? Where are you going? Um, you know, like the whole relationship things that you see. And, you know, like if you if you chose that partner and you guys chose each other, then why are you mis- mistrusting them? Like you, you can trust them. Um. Unless, of course, there's a, a reason, you know. <laughs> this is just general, you know, not, not very specific, uh, not very specific scenarios, but just I'm just going over through the healing process that happened um, and the different things that popped up as I um, began my, my healing journey from uh, the depression and the anxiety. Now, moving on, when you have family and you have kids and you're growing your family and you have a partner, there's a lot of things that happen there. But one of the things that I learned was to practice, put put into practice more often, is gratefulness and attachments. Gratefulness is something that we take for granted, everything that we have. And I learned that I needed to pause and be grateful 
for even the little things. And that changed my whole dynamic since the morning. I wake up and I'm grateful that I'm breathing. I am grateful that I have good health that day. I am grateful even when I'm sick because I know that that sickness will end and I will be healed and I will learn from that experience as well. Everything that bad that happens, by the way, I've learned to take it as a learning experience. Every single thing bad that happens, even if it's something that is extremely bad, it's a learning experience. I'm going to grow from it. It's something that I will take under my wing and I will apply it to my life in the future. As bad as it may feel or sound, I will take it and I will say thank you for everything that has happened to me and I will move on. Because I am practicing gratefulness. Gratefulness is something that I learned and it took me a long time because you feel ungrateful a lot of times. Why is this happening to me? Why am I the only one doing with this? Why can't anybody help me? Why am I the only one in this situation? Why, you know, simple things. Why is my car broken? Why, why is this machine not working? This copier hates me all the time. It's one of those things that I decided to eliminate from my vocabulary, those complaints, and I switched them around in my mind, and I said, thank God I have a copier. There's people who don't have a copier, and they have to go pay for, I don't know how many cents, a page to get a copy. Or thank God my coffee machine is slow, but it works. Because there's people who don't have a coffee machine. Or thank God that I have a car. There's people who still take the bus. And things like that. All those different things that that we take for granted and we're so uh, accustomed to, used to, that when you practice gratefulness, it changes your mindset to it. And those things become positive thoughts. And when you have more positive thoughts in your brain, you become more positive in your attitude. And that is a domino effect of just good things. Because when you have a positive attitude, positive things come to you. When you have a negative attitude, negative things come to you. That's the the way the, the attraction occurs. So... The more positive you put out there in the world, the more positive you will receive. And the more negative you put out there, the more negative you will receive. So what would you rather have? You would rather have positive than negative. Say thank you for everything. Even uh, I have a little garden in in the back of my house. And even when I pick the kale, I say thank you to um, to the little kale plant. Every time I pick a leaf and I say, thank you for feeding my family. And anything that I pick back there, the oregano or the mint, I always say thank you because those are living things and I'm grateful for them. 
these are minor things that we can change in our uh, day-to-day that those things are powerful and those things will bring you a lot of positive positivity into your life a lot of positive things will happen when you make those minor changes i'm not dissing any any um other mentalities out there or religions or thoughts or philosophies or i'm just talking about what has worked for me and the way that i think um because i feel that the conversation needs to change out there not everything is going to be perfect in life there will be ups and downs that's part of life that's how life works how will we learn if we don't make mistakes we're going to make mistakes how will we learn if bad things don't happen to us bad things will happen to us that's just the way the world goes and when you're grateful and you practice positivity your mind starts to change and the minor things, you don't sweat it. And the bigger things, you will realize how to deal with it because you're more open to clever solutions. But when you're completely negative, it's like you shut your ears and you shut your eyes and you shut your brain because the negative thoughts overpower any ability for your mind to make a analytical conclusion because you already concluded that whatever happened was it's doom it's the end it's that's it and that's not something that will help you that's something that will hurt you so why be that way not everything is doom and i encourage you to practice gratefulness and positivity And try to change the way that you perceive things in the morning and start your day off with a positive thought. It could be a simple positive thought. Well, you could just go um, from any, 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 anything that happened to you and you can make it into something positive, um, you know, and, or just practice gratefulness. I am grateful for And you will see the big change that happens um, little by little with time. And the other thing that I started to practice for healing was attachments. I learned that there are things that we attach to that are not necessarily uh, healthy. We nowadays have our phones and everyone has this phone addiction Some people are attached to their morning routine. They're, you know, they're just adamant about a certain way of life, about a certain, uh, you know, uh, pair of shoes, uh, uh, about the coffee in the morning, about the tea in the afternoon, about, um, you know, uh, Taco Tuesday. I mean, you name it. There's so many things people get attached to. And to be honest, even people, they get attached to people. People will get attached to other people. And when you realize that this life is just, it's it's not eternal. This life is just a journey. This life is temporary because we're born and we die. So in between, it's just life that we live in. 
And in order to make it a pleasant life, we need to realize that the more attachments we have to things, the more we will suffer, period. I don't care what it is. It could be even kids, um, people, partnerships, I mean, whatever, businesses, whatever, you name it. The more attachments we have in this world, we will suffer. The less attached we are to things, the happier we will be. And I'm not saying be alone in the woods. Like, that's not what I'm saying at all. <laughs> but what I am saying is that it is important to prioritize your attachments. And I realized what I was attaching myself to. I was just obsessing over certain things in my life that needed change. I didn't need to obsess over those things, but I was. Um, I I found that meditation helped me ease those anxieties, those attachments that I had, uh, which were causing my anxiety. And I know that this resonates with uh, OCD people, which is a type of anxiety. Um, for those of you who didn't know, uh, obsessive compulsive disorder is real. And it's not just something that You know, we use that term very lightly in society, but we should not. It's something very serious. And a lot of people that suffer from OCD um, need proper help uh, and therapies for it um, and medication. So people with OCD, for those of you who didn't know, that's a type of anxiety because they get anxious thinking Uh, about a certain thing and that thing that they keep thinking about they they decide that there's a solution to it by doing xyz and for uh the lay person their actions don't make a lot of sense but in their head it does make sense so if you know the mind has power so when you are able to control the mind, that is a great gift that you could do, that you could practice mindfulness because um, a lot of people suffer because they cannot, they're unable to do that. So how great would your life be if you're able to consciously practice mindfulness? You know, you're grateful, you're positive, you know how to navigate through problems um, by pausing And taking deep breaths, do a lot of breath work. Those are all part of the healing process because healing is not pretty. Healing takes a lot of time. Healing takes desire to heal too. Healing takes knowledge of what you need to heal because you can't heal something that you don't know is there. And those are all things that I put into practice in order to start my healing journey. And I hope this helps Uh, I'm starting to put some helpful little reels um, and posts on my Instagram about coping mechanisms that I've learned throughout the way. Um, the reels are shorter than the posts. So yeah, I hope it, you find it helpful. I hope that this talk was helpful for you. And um, if there's anything, reach out. I'm here for you all, and I would love 
to hear your comments and your thoughts. So please subscribe and like um, this podcast and uh, also follow me on the Instagram. It's the official Lawyer Mom on Instagram. So I can't wait to hear what your thoughts are on this episode. Take care.